and welcome to the Company Watch on the Spot podcast. I'm Joe Ketner, CEO of Company Watch. I'm joined by Nick Hood, Financial and Commercial Risk Analyst. Welcome, Nick. Good morning. We are recording today's episode in the morning of Tuesday, the 18th of October. And goodness me, what a long time it's been since our last record on Thursday. What a lot has happened. Um, I don't think we saw um, the quite the, such a swift um, departure of the, the Chancellor um, happening when we recorded last, last Thursday. But here we are. PM, still in post, just. Um, new Chancellor, pretty much in power. Um, so with, with Jeremy Hunt, we had another emergency um, statement yesterday because actually the tool could have been, hadn't it, that, that everything was going to be on hold until the 31st of October. Um, but obviously events moved moved quickly over the, the weekend. It was obvious that the um, the markets were really still in a lot of turmoil with the fallout for the for the mini budgets. Sure. So I think we're, we're going to kind of reflect really on what impact the unrolling pretty much all of the mini budget has has had um, and where that leaves us um, for, for business outlook over a, a number of, of key key areas so Nick what, what's right. at the top of your what's at the top <laughs> well, of your well, list at the, at the top of my list ironically is is is, is not an economic um, um, issue it's a communications issue because ironically and and it, it sort of was reflective of of the chaos going on in the political world that um, in a way um, we were lucky to get Jeremy Hunt as Chancellor, not necessarily because he appears to be cast in the role of um, of the only adult in the room, but because apparently um, when uh, Downey Street tried to call him to offer him the job or ask him if he would do the Chancellor's role, um, he assumed that it was a prank call. Oh my goodness. And initially wouldn't take it. And this, of course, was while poor old um, um, uh, Quasi Quarteng was um, was was apparently um, in a holding pattern above um, above London, waiting to land. Um, so it it's it's just it just shows. I mean, the, the, this whole situation continues to be nothing more than a um, a vintage version or episode of the thick of it. For those who know that, uh, yeah. that wondrous, wondrous um, satire. And, me- and meanwhile, you know the impacts that are be- that are kind of rippling across the the the, mm. the economy. I mean, we're all completely transfixed by the drama that is happening, and yet, yeah. you know, in the real world and for 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 mortgages, for business confidence, you know, yeah. there's just yeah. such um, uncertainty, and and no decisions really are being made about anything because how do you make a decision when things change from day to day um, and indeed hour to, hour to hour I, I mean you asked me for my two thoughts I mean the, <clears throat> the the first one is I think we all need to remember that we still only have half a budget we have the tax the fiscal side of it what we don't have yet apart from that um, um, definitive but but frustratingly vague well we're going to have a closer look at the energy cap support um, scheme which which i think a lot of people feel is right um however unpleasant the consequences will be for many people but um so we only have half the budget at the moment so it's very difficult to call where the markets might be in another two weeks time when we get that 31st of october statement the other thought that um 
sort of wandered across my consciousness was we've had a month of utter economic chaos. But at the end of it, you know, um, the grand old Duke of York marched us up the uh, the, you know, the tax cut hill and then um, Colonel Hunt mar marched us back down again uh, yesterday. Has it actually moved the dial for businesses? Has it the business world found itself at the end of this extraordinary few days, few weeks, um, in, in, a, in a significantly different, um, either better or worse position than it was before? And, and I, you know, I then started to look at the detail of it and, and think, well, you know, what's changed with interest rates? Well, wonderful comment by, um, which I think I referred to in, the, in Thursday's podcast last week, uh, Martin Lewis's comment um, to some unfortunate um, lady who's trying to work out what to do with her mortgage. Um, his final comment to her was, you know, what everybody needs to remember is interest rates are not going back to where they were. Yeah. And we've had 13 years of 12, 13 years of extraordinarily, unprecedentedly low interest rates, you might say they'll come to be looked at as 12 lost years because, gosh, what might um, a more focused um, series of government administrations have done with that opportunity, you know, on the energy efficiency uh, side, on the house, house uh, building side, uh, just mm -hmm. extraordinary. Anyway, it's gone. So, Interest rates have temporarily settled in a better place than they were a few days ago, but we don't quite know where they're going, but they're not going back to where they mm. were before. So businesses are facing one way or another um, a higher interest cost on both their fixed and their working capital. And that, of course, feeds through into thoughts about business investment, and we'll come back to that. Yeah. Energy costs um, a little better than they were, but um, poor old consumer, uh, uh, um, consumer householder has now joined the business community and wondering what the heck's going to happen in April yeah. next next year. So, um, uh, you know, the this promise of we're going to target the support better relies. It, it requires the business community to have a great deal of faith in the government's ability to take the right decisions in identifying who are the candidates to be supported. And I... And there will be winners and losers. There will be winners, there'll be winners and, losers. and losers. There'll be sectors that ought to get supported, but don't because of either a lack of information in, in uh, of data in, in available to the government or because of bigotry, yeah. one sort of a political bigotry. So energy costs, we don't know. That too will feed into business investment decision making. You know, and it already is. I mean, we, I was saying to you before we recorded that, you know, the the data centres costs we're we're hearing, you know, all over the um, place are going up quite quite significantly. And and, and the worrying thing, it's an unlimited. There's no cap on on mm. this. So so data centres are starting to to price you know core services and then energy as a separate. 
um, yeah. a separate module and those energy costs are just going to be throughput. Now, th- those people who we've always said this, haven't we, about, you know, people who have got longer term contracts are relatively mm-hmm. um, protected. But of course, those are those are running down. And it's, this has been a problem for at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you, you were, we were very cross last year about your energy fix um yes. going up and, and i think you know i think you're pretty pretty glad you took that in the end um on our domestic side but but clearly the business um mm-hmm. business energy uh fixes have been have been going up and, and have been you know yeah. now running running out so i think that is something really to, to and that, these are service that service sector business yes, you know, not the not the typical high energy usage um no. companies that we think of absolutely right and, and i don't suppose for a moment that um scenario is on the government's um, horizon at all. Don't be aware of it. What else is what else is going on and might have changed? Cost of living crisis for consumers. Um, I gather the talk now is the Bank of England seems to have recognised that inflation is not going to fall back to two or three percent by the end of twenty twenty three. It will stay at eight percent or more. Although we'll see, obviously, what what is said in the November um, uh, MPC meeting, but um, you know the the inflation isn't going anywhere fast, and of course, if and again, goodness knows how is the ONS going to calculate CPI when some of the some of the um, uh, of some of the consumers of energy are paying one price. And others are paying something different. That'll be an interesting statistical uh, game. Um, so that isn't going um, going away. We don't know what's going to happen about government spending cuts. Now that that again affects um, a lot of sectors of the economy. You know, government spends a lot of money in the UK economy, and if it's not going to spend so much, then that will have an effect on the prospects for. Uh, for businesses. And uh, then you look at, there was a U-turn on corporation tax. Now, I think we said last week, and I'm sure that's right, that the government has an inflated view of the impact of the uh, of corporate taxes, profit taxes of one sort or another on business investment. But, it's, but it is on the list of things yeah. that people think about. So, there's been a U-turn. Um, I think, fortunately, business can rely on the fact they're now going to be paying a 25%. Uh, well, it varies across. Okay, it depends on the on, on, on the your profit, tax arrangement size levels. and all sorts of things. But anyway, um, nonetheless, at least there's some certainty there. And the last item on my well, no, two two items left: currency. Now, sterling. Uh, down to 103, back up above 114 this morning. I don't know where it is as we as we record. Um, and again, the problem there is we don't. Nobody knows where that's going. You can hedge that to a to a degree. Expensive, expensive, and dangerous game. Um, yeah. But you yeah. can you can hedge it. It's another uncertainty out there. We don't know what the currency will be after the October the 31st statement. Nor indeed do we know where it. Where, where it will be in six months' time. I mean, if I if I if I knew that, I could retire. 
eventually. Well, I think, finally. Again, finally. <laughs> I'll keep, keep bringing you back. Um, but I, I think that the the one of the issues around um, currency and input prices is it adds just another level of uncertainty because people will be passing those on. You know, the, yeah. any quotes for work or, you know, mm. in projects, whatever they might be, will have now clauses in that allow for fluctuation in prices. So, you know, again, mm. you have no, it's, it's lack of, of certainty. People want to to invest and know that there, there's a, a, a fixed price that they're they're going to pay um when you bake in you know this this kind of potentially unlimited increase in in prices that you might not know about until you're halfway through a project um until you've committed it makes it very difficult to to make those decisions um and then the impact of that you know if if, mm-hmm. if costs do spiral what what happens on the other That's end right. to make the to, to balance the books that's right the, and the last thing i was thinking about um was the labour market, because we know every you know it, it it's now acknowledged at all levels in you know, in business, in government, in the econ- economist community. You know we we have a problem with our labour market. You know it, it it has all sorts of structural problems in it. We have um, too many um, people retiring too soon. Um, we got rid of a lot of um, cheap labour, one reason or another. So, and again, it's another casualty of the chaos of the last few weeks is that we were getting signals from Liz Truss when she first came into power that she was going to facilitate what she called the right sort of immigration. Where's that gone? Is that another casualty with the level of infighting going on in Westminster? You know, is is um, an easing of immigration policy, which we know was a source of tension between the Prime Minister and the Home Secretary, um, is that actually going to happen? So again, difficult for businesses to plan. I mean, I've just had a a short break um, in Hereford, lovely city, and the hotel I was staying in was fully booked, but only a third of its rooms were open because they can't get the staff and they have they had uh cancelled dinner service in the hotel still doing breakfast not doing dinner not even not only doing dinner at the weekends not doing dinner at all and you just wonder how long businesses because hospitality businesses are not famed for their yeah. large margins, are they? So, you no. know, I think we've 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 got to be asking questions about how long businesses can survive in that in that kind of environment. And I suppose, you know, the 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 issue with the political um situation and, and where things are at the moment is that everything that we've we've kind of lost wiggle room. You know, mm. you, you saw in, in Jeremy Hunt's um response to Labour yesterday trying to build bridges and say, Well, actually, you don't disagree with lots of what I've said, because I guess. There is that that sense that they're going to have to rely on mm. on on opposition support to get to get things through potentially. And when when you're in that position, when everything is so thought, there's not really you know on paper there's a working majority, but actually in practice there isn't. It does mean that the the political constraints are, are very tight, mm. um, and and then the ability to actually to to make radical changes as, as this trust as I guess has found um, becomes becomes very very difficult indeed. Um, yeah. And, and you know, as, as we all know, then that 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 kind of feeds into um, business confidence and, and investment and and so on. So, so 
Yes, and, and of course that the thing we, we we didn't mention, but you mentioned before we started recording, of course, is uh, you know the, the other thing that there is complete agreement about is that the business rate system is knackered. Yeah. You know, it's it it's broken. It doesn't work. It's it it, it has all sorts of perverse um, impacts on business. Now, again. This is something that's been kicked around. It's been it's been in various patches of long grass for a long time. And again, I I look at this current situation, and even if there was the even if everybody believed it was a good idea to reform business rates, I doubt there is the political will to tackle anything quite so difficult at the moment. So that's something else that you know business desperately wants sorting. And I think might not happen. Well, this is uh, Jeremy Hunt. I think was explicit to say business rates. We know need reform, but now is not the the not time the to time. do it because <laughs> it's going to cost the government revenue. You know, it's, uh, it and is the last cost... thing the government needs at the moment are more um, ho- more holes in the um, in, in the finance. Which is why it's going to be so interesting when we get the OBR um, mm. reports. And there are various bits that I think are being leaked already. But I think it's worth waiting for that to to come out in in a couple of weeks to to see. Yeah. Really, what the um, what the imperatives are, on, as you say, on the spending, mm. on the spending um, side. Um, I think I I'd quite like to touch on the September insolvency numbers, yes. which you pointed out uh, make for interesting reading. Yes, it's really really strange because we we got uh, um, you know slightly excited about the August um, insolvency numbers, which were the highest um, August numbers since the financial crisis uh, back in 2008-2009 seemed to be confirming a trend that was pushing us um, into the sort of insolvency, overall annual insolvency numbers of sort of 23,000 or so. And then lo and behold, September comes along. Um, In August we had, if you include Scotland and Northern Ireland, we had 2,060 company insolvencies and uh, in September, lo and behold, we're down 12% at 1,800, 1,804 to be precise. We're still, I mean, that's still 11% up on the equivalent month in pre-pandemic in 2019. Mm-hmm. But it's a heck of a lot um, lower than the, it's certainly below trend. The trend. Mm. Definitely below trend. I mean, cumulatively, we still, we're 22% up on pre-pandemic. Uh, for the first uh, nine months and we still will this still will be the year with the second worst record for Mm. for insolvencies but what appears to have happened is that there's been a sharp fall in the number of um, directors uh, opting to walk away through a CVL sharp Mm -hmm. fall Um, you know administration numbers are rising I think we talked about that last week Um, and winding up petition numbers are rising. Compulsory winding ups yeah. are rising, but they're re- at the moment relatively insignificant. So I, I'm not actually sure I understand those. Um, why suddenly in September, you know, it, it can't be that every business, you know, in the current economic situation, it can't be that every business that was thinking of, of every entrepreneur was thinking of giving up the ghost has decided that maybe they won't. I, I just I just certainly don't don't know. So I think this is a watch this trend. But what I also picked up um, 
which sort of made me stop and think a bit was um, on the um, the Tortoise news platform. For those who don't know it, it's very much an independent um, source of, jur- of journalism. They published um, uh, an article, a discussion piece yesterday, talking about the problems um, mainly around um, interest rate rises and what that meant for businesses. Mm-hmm. And pointing out, and this is the the thing that sort of made me go, oh, wow, um, that uh, there had been 57,000 business closures in London so far this year. And that made us both take a sharp Uh, intake. That was a sort of, what? Um, And and of course, the first, you know, because here I am looking at, what is it, 17,218 business failures across the whole country in the nine months of September. And here they are saying, well, in London, there were 57,000 business closures. And of course, the, you know, your first reaction is, oh, well, you know, maybe that means a lot of small unincorporated businesses have closed their doors. I actually think, um, and we were talking about it beforehand, I actually think what they are, what they are focusing on is, and it, it was it, part of the general comment around this was just look at all the um all, all the empty shops yeah cafes restaurants mm. in the in the in the center of london the city of london etc and i think they may be counting branches yeah. as individual businesses right um, i'm not saying their numbers are wrong at, at all um i'm not sure where they came from or at least i think i know where they came from but i don't think i understand the methodology particularly but it is you know indicative that uh, and actually we know that um there has been wholesale culling of um by some of the big chains yeah. re- retail and hospitality chains yeah. so maybe it's not so very surprising but it is a fairly startling um number um, particularly in terms of what that means for um supply chains and for employment and jobs absolutely employment yeah. although you know um, the cynic might say um you know, you're losing jobs, but you had nobody, nobody to, to do them. So, does it really matter? But anyway, um, nonetheless, we, you know, those September insolvency numbers are interesting, and we'll, as we say this so often, we'll just have to keep watching that yeah. and see yeah. see where the where the trend goes. A lot of people are talking about huge pressure on businesses from the rise in interest rates and, and energy you know and all energy of these things. things i mean i so suppose we'll you could say you could say september has been an extraordinarily um disrupted month you know with the queen's death and the um new prime minister and then the mini budget you know there's been a lot of of mm. uncertainty so perhaps you know people and, and actually i was reading in the ft this morning you know, broadly there was quite a lot of business support from the the measure, if you if you leave aside the impact on the, the financial markets that the mini budget had, actually the kind of underlying principles behind the um the mini budget message were broadly kind of pro-growth and and welcomed mm. by by business. You know, obviously the, the turmoil that that then was unleashed um had kind of the opposite effect really. But but I think that that there may have been um some some hope in the direction of travel from from business mm. for what the mini budget was trying to do. Um and you know, obviously the reality has, has been um quite quite the opposite but mm. let's see i think i think nick you're right that we we will we will just keep watching that um that that insolvency number and and see if we can spot any any trends anyway 
as always, the, the time um, the time goes quickly when we're um, we're talking about all these um, these issues. Thanks, Nick, so much for um, for your roundup. To our listeners, thank you very much for listening. I hope that not quite so much has changed by the time we record um, the next episode. But until next time, bye bye.